Well, I have the privilege of just sharing God's word with you tonight, so I'm going to invite you for the next 21 minutes to just hang on with me and just uh, open up your heart, open up your Bible, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll dive into God's word tonight and share some thoughts with you that I hope will challenge you. You know, one of the things that happens to us is that we come into God's house, we hear God's word, we get challenged, but that's not exactly where God wants us to be. God wants us to take it another step forward, and that's to be changed. Challenge is a great part. We love being challenged. Guys, we grew up loving to be challenged. We, we raced when we were a little kid from the, on the tricycle. Anybody had a tricycle? I used to love my tricycle. And you had the little brake on the side, you know what I'm talking about? I used to love that thing. We love racing, running. And then when you got new shoes, when you got new shoes, you could run faster, right? Okay, I'm not the only weird one, right? Okay. All right, don't leave me hanging. But we love a challenge. But that's not where God wants us to leave it. God wants us to take it one more step and to allow it to begin to change us. And that's where we want to get. So I just pray that you would open up your hearts and your minds tonight to the message this evening. I'm going to be speaking. I've titled this message, David, a king in shepherd's clothes. David, a king in shepherd's clothes. Now, you'll bear with me. I'm going to be drinking some water here. It's been a while since I've spoken and... Uh, yeah, I'm getting really dry mouth real quick, all right? So I'm just being real right now. Is that okay? That's right. Amen. I'm going to talk about King David tonight. King David. Now, when we talk about David, you really have to go back to where he started. He was a teenager, and he was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. He's, this is how he started out. Now, let me tell you, if you were a shepherd during those days, if you were a shepherd during those days, that was probably not the job that you wanted to have. You were alone. You were with smelly sheep. Sheep were not the brightest of the animal species. Kind of makes me worry while God calls us sheep. But anyways, all right. You were in danger. You were, there. it was just a lot of things. You probably didn't shower for quite a few days. I mean, there's just a number of things that you just didn't want to. And this was David's job. But here's what I'm convinced of, that, that David used this time as preparation time. He was preparing. He, he took advantage of some of the things that he experienced because he recognized that God had something greater for him. Or maybe he didn't know, but he was just trusting in faith that God was going to do something bigger. God definitely, let me tell you something, God has bigger things in store for you. He does. He does. And David began to recognize this as, as a teenager. So I believe he took his job as tending sheep, he took it to, to, to the fullest, and he did it with all of his heart. He really wanted to make sure that he did a great job because he was preparing himself. And I want to share some things with you. That I, believe, that I believe David learned and that he did while he was a shepherd. First of all, you can never win public battles of life until you have found victory in the private ones. Let me say that one more time. I think we need to get this in our spirit. I know I had to, and I was just studying this, and I was like, Lord, you know, that's speaking to me. You can never win public battles of life until you have found victory in the private ones. That's huge. I think we need to really, really take time to pray that prayer. You know, this past week, if you follow me on, on Twitter or on Facebook, 
Um, I had the opportunity to, to go to Africa. I was in Tanzania, uh, just a phenomenal trip. We, I went to an area where we as a church, through Kingdom Builders Fund, we are helping build a Bible school, and it was absolutely fabulous. I was able to be there on your behalf for groundbreaking for a school that we're helping build. Well, we had one day to kill, and we had the op- I had the opportunity to go on a safari. And I've never been on a safari. And it was just really amazing. It was like you're in the zoo in a car, and it's awesome. Okay? I mean, that's, that's the way a South Texas boy from San Antonio say, looks at it. Okay? And the one thing I wanted to see... Everyone knows what that is. I saw the monkeys. They were hilarious, and it was great. I saw the elephants. They were huge. They were just big and all that stuff. They're just big. And uh, just a lot of other animals. But what I really wanted to see was a lion. I was just wanting to see a lion. And we went out there, and we were looking, and our guide was so great. His name was Ben. At least that's what he told us. And uh, he took us around. And we tried. We looked and looked and looked, and we never, never saw a lion. But I began to think, well, you know what? That's probably actually in my benefit that we did not see a lion. Let me tell you why. As I showed up, I'm from South Texas. I'm Hispanic, if you didn't know that. I show up on the scene in a safari. The lion's going to spot me, say, hmm, rare delicacy. I got some Mexican meat that's coming here. And he would have attacked me. So it's, pretty, it's, it's a good thing that I did not run into any lions while I was there. However, when you look at the story of David in 1 Samuel chapter 17, 34 through 37, we find that David begins to attack. He, he kills a lion and a what? A bear. A bear. Now here's what I, I was, as I was preparing for this evening and thinking about this story. David had nobody around him. I already told you the definition of a shepherd. He was by himself. It was lonely, all those things. David had nobody around. There was nobody spying on him. There was nobody there. Like his his dad, Jesse, wasn't on the hillside with binoculars, if they had him back then, looking on David to make sure that he was doing the job. No one was there. So could it have been that David would have seen the lions start prouncing on and coming into the camp? David could have very easily said, you know what, you know, hey, it's just one sheep. Anybody going to miss it, really? It's just one. It's just one. When the David came on the scene, when, when the, the, excuse me, the bear came on the scene, David could have very easily said, you know what, bear teenager, bear teenager. No, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll just count off another couple of sheep and we'll be good. But what did David do? There was nobody watching him. There was nobody there to cheer him on. Yet, because David learned to defeat things in his private life, God was beginning to prepare him for public victories. All right? Are you with me? Say amen. See, this is exactly what happens when we allow God to to, to work with us and help us in our private battles. It's then and only then will God begin to prepare us to, for public battles. And that's exactly what we see David, David had to go through. He knew that if he did not destroy the enemy, you need to get this in your spirit tonight. 
He knew that if he did not destroy the bear, if he did not destroy the lion, that lion and that bear would have showed up again and again and again and again. And David says, enough is enough. David says, I'm going to go meet this boy one-on-one, and I'm taking him out. And that's exactly what he did. And in our life, church, listen, you got to recognize those private battles that you have to fight every single day. Because if you don't fight them, if you don't take them into control, they're going to show up again and again and again and again. And it's in those moments you need to ask the grace of God to give you, fall over you and give you the strength to fight those battles in your private life so that God will help you in your public life. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. He recognized that he couldn't run from the problem. He had to resolve it. He had to resolve it and get it done. Number two. Repetition and practice are what separates winners and losers. Repetition and practice are what separates winners and losers. I wonder how many times, I wonder how many times David practiced his slingshot. I just think of those things. I love, I love reading the Old Testament, and I love the fact that he, he did this. This was his skill. I wonder how many times he practiced that. I don't believe that David showed up against the Philistines. I don't believe that he showed up on that first day to take on Goliath. And that was the first time that he had ever picked up a slingshot. How many know what I'm talking about? He didn't do that. There's absolutely no way. I believe that because he practiced, because he stayed in a a, a, just a continual practice of, of doing the things that he needs to do to protect the sheep. That was preparing him. Because what David did, see, David prepared himself naturally by practicing, 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 so that God one day could use him supernaturally. God, God one day had a plan for his life, but because David practiced naturally, in the natural, in the natural, he did his thing. He practiced the, the basics. He practiced, he practiced, he practiced. God was able to use him in the supernatural. The more and more we get into the routine, we get into the routine of following God and, and conquering our private battles, but staying in consistent form with God, reading of our word, the basics, the fundamentals, Reading our word, staying in prayer, not talking about having to, sometimes we can't pray an hour every day, but just spending a few moments in God's presence. If we are practicing this, this is what separates winners from losers. And David was a man who stayed faithful. He stayed faithful in the small areas. And we find here in Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, and it says this. Well, uh, and the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Listen, everybody wants to be king, but how many are willing to volunteer to take care of sheep? Smelly sheep. Dirty sheep. And no one's watching you. No one watched you defeat the lion. No one watched you defeat the bear. I don't even know if his brothers would believe him. I mean, they didn't like him very much. But here's what what we see from David, is that you, if you will just be faithful in the little things, God will begin to graduate you into bigger things. Amen? Amen. If you're still with me, say amen. Amen. All right, nine more minutes and we'll be done. All right? Then you can get to Las Palapas and get that taco, okay? (laughs) Faithfulness pays off. 
Faithfulness pays off. You never know what the faithful steps are going, where they're going to lead you. You never know. Just being faithful in the little things. Being faithful in the little things. God will use that. God will help you because success does not happen overnight. Let me tell you. I've gone to the hard school of Knox many times in life. Let me, and, and God has used that moment to stretch me. You know, man knows how to stretch us and break us, but God knows how far to stretch us. Even though we feel like we can't be stretched anymore, God can, knows exactly how far to stretch us. But success doesn't happen overnight. You've got to be consistent. But faithfulness pays off. You know, it took 30 years before David was, he was anointed by Samuel to be king. Out of all the other brothers, the, the Samuel said, no, this isn't the one, this isn't the one. Eight brothers, this isn't the one, this isn't the one. Do you, is this all your brother? Is this all your sons, Jesse? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got one more guy. That's exactly what happened. He's tending sheep, you know, a few miles away. Here's what the prophet said. I'm going to stay right here, and you go get him and bring him here. David was anointed to be king right then and there. But it would take 30 years before he actually became king. Yeah, how long does it take you to panic? Five days? I'm like, oh God, come on. Would you please answer this prayer? 30 years. Yet David learned something as a shepherd. He was starting to learn how to be king in a shepherd's clothes. By being faithful, by being faithful. Next one, our preparation time determines our success in our prime time. Our preparation time determines our success in our prime time. Do you know that 95% of what athletes do is going to be on the practice field? 95% of what they do is going to be on the practice field. I remember many, many years ago, Many years ago, I wanted to be a starter when you know, I played soccer. Uh, I, I grew up, this is my area. I grew up in this part of town. I went to uh, Taft High School. Any Raiders out there? Woohoo. All right, raise the roof. And uh, that's where I went to school. And my senior year, I was determined to be a starter. And the only way I was going to be able to do that is if I spent 95% of what I do on the practice field. How much does that say about our walk with God? That we need a time of preparation. That we, we need daily time in his word so that we can be prepared for the little battles. So we can be prepared for those private battles that we go through. So we can, be, we can learn to, when, when God begins to stretch us, he, we know how much he can stretch us. Next thing, as time is coming down. The key to David's success was his inner character and his relationship with God. The key to David's success was his inner character and relationship with God. In Acts chapter 13, verse 22, here's what it says. After removing, again, they're, they're reminiscing from the Old Testament. After removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, he will do everything I want him to do. Man, what a statement to be called, a man after my own heart. 
It's pretty powerful to think about that this is what David was recognized. That you are, you are a man after God's heart. That is absolutely, to me, that is, there's no other compliment. To game over, drop the mic, all that stuff. But because David, in his character. Now, David was not perfect. Okay? David was not perfect. But let me wrap this up. It's not about trying to be perfect. But it's about trying to be consistent. Consistent speaks of not just coming in the four walls of this church and praising God, which is important. Consistency is not just coming on a weekend and praising God, which is absolutely important. Consistency is what you do Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and Saturday and your quiet time when no one is around, when no one's watching. I've had to learn that lesson. Sometimes God's had to kind of smack me up the head a little bit and wake me up a little bit. But once we kind of get back in alignment with God, When you get in alignment with God, he will begin to give you the desires of your heart. He will lead you, and he will make you who he wants you to be. And David accepted that. He was a king, but he was just in shepherd's clothes. I believe today, there are a lot of you today that God has something amazing in your life, a next step to go from, from one step to another step, to do something great. I really believe God wants you to do something great. But do it by trusting in him, being faithful, being, battling those small things so that God can help you in the public battles. Would you stand with me? We're going to wrap this up and, and, and pray and dismiss. One more thought I wanted to share with you, is, of course, this is the last one. In fact, I encourage you, read 1 Samuel's chapter 16 and 17. Just read the story of David. It's, it's absolutely an amazing, amazing story. Of course, we see in that in chapter 16 that he's declared to be king. And I'll read this one last verse. 1 Samuel 16, 7. When he was picking David, here's what he said. But the Lord said to Samuel, the prophet, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things man looks at. Aren't you glad? Let me read that again. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Thank you, Jesus. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Those were the instructions that were given to to the prophet. And that's exactly what he did. And David, though he was a shepherd... He was a king who was preparing to do something amazing for God. And he would have never, ever, ever been prepared for the giant. He would have never been prepared for the giant if he did not win those small battles when he was a shepherd. So I just want to pray for you tonight that you would just accept, you would just read, download this in your, in your spirit tonight. Would you do that? And I, and I pray that it will bless you. So would you bow your heads? We're going to pray. We'll be dismissed. My gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, you're good. You're so good. And I thank you, God, for your grace and your love that you have for us. 
God, I just pray, dear Lord, that tonight, dear Lord, that you would, we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers. God, that you would help us to respond to what you have for us, God. And God, I pray, dear Lord, that there are some today that they've got some private battles that they need help in. Lord, just give them the grace. Give them mercy. Give them peace. Give them the strength, dear Lord, to continue to fight on. God, I believe you have great things in store for every single one of us in this place. And God, I just pray, God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would help us as we put our trust in you. God, that we would know, dear Lord, that you're going to be right there by our side and you're going to help us every single step of the way. And it's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. And everyone said... Amen, amen. Would you give the Lord a praise clap offering tonight? Amen, amen. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. God bless you. Go in the love of Jesus.